Hello, and welcome to DNR, the DNR Fancast. I'm the DM Ken, and joining me today is Rob. Hi, I'm Rob. I play Hamish Thorlison, the Dwarf Sorcerer. And Ian. I'm Ian. I play... I didn't hit that hard enough. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm Ian. I play Liam Melsier, the Half-Elf Bard. And CJ. Hello, my name is CJ, and I play Jacoba, the Drow Bard. And last but not least, Andy. Hello, I'm Andy, and I'm playing... Erkan, the Dragonborn Cleric. Last session, you guys enjoyed the Harvest Festival. You took partook in activities, went to vendors, ran into some characters. Towards the end, uh, Hamish created an amazing beer. By the end of the session, uh, Jacoba and Erkan had a nice heart-to-heart talking about um, what Jacoba was going through, hearing that music that reminded him of his father. And not only that, but uh, whoever the Susiana person was that... Uh, filed a request with the office was, uh, you know, someone he was involved with and kind of dumped and abandoned, which is rude, but also he's been going through some stuff, so. That's a hangover, Jacoba problem. (laughs) Wasn't it written by his father? Also, you left out uh, Liam and Jeremy's magnificent dance that they had. That's true. They waltzed to this music. And yeah, it was written by his father. Okay. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> and then at the very tail end of that, Liam went to go steal some blankets from a local store to give to his brother. Who, and himself. And his, and himself, because he lives in a little shanty hut. We established through some roles that Liam and Jamie live in a small and, and totally bare hole in the ground. <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in town. It's terrible. But they do have a place. So that's where they've been... That's where Liam's been going after work. Um, so everyone else slept at the office except for Erkin, I believe. Or no, Erkin got no, drunk, I so didn't. he crashed. That's right. Yeah, so he drank. So he decided to also um, sleep in a cot. And uh, <laughs> Jeremy spent the night cuddling with Hamish, which was very cute. <laughs> so um, what time in the morning been. does everyone wake up? Noon. What time did we end up going to bed? It, 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 well, it depends. Hamish went to bed at around like 9 or 10-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam, after his escapades, probably went to bed closer to midnight. Same with uh, Erkin and Liam. Or Erkin and Jacoba, rather. Because they stayed up chatting and drinking. So they probably went to bed mm-hmm. closer to like 1 in the morning. <laughs> so I would say Liam would be up probably about 8 hours after he went to bed. Uh... Okay. So eight eight thirty would be when he gets up. What about Hamish? Is he sleeping in? Oh, I think Hamish had quite a lot to drink the day before. So uh, I would imagine uh, Jeremy would probably be awake first, and that might wake Hamish up when whenever Jam- Jeremy stirs. Okay. Well, Jeremy's generally an early riser, so he he'll be up at around I want to say seven in the morning ish. Everyone else will probably be sleeping, and. Uh, I uh, see you guys noticed. So, something that's... Uh, I'm going to move... Liam. Oh my god, that token for choice is amazing. It's perfect, right? <laughs> I found some art for... for yes. Like, a sassy gnome, and this is perfect. And it's also important to know. So, I'm going to move uh, Liam off the map. So, uh, Liam's off camera mm-hmm. for the moment. So, everyone else is... In the office, Hamish and Jeremy do wake up early, and something that 
is very unusual is that Umbert and Joyce are already there and they're chatting quietly in the corner. And uh, the other two, I assume, are in the back sleeping still because they went to bed <laughs> quite late after a, a night of heart-to-heart and, and drinking. Well, Hamish is very much a hair of the dog type, um, so he's going to find some alcohol to take the edge off the hangover <laughs> and sit down with Umbrin and Joyce and like, morning. Uh, uh, Umbrin nods at Hamish. Joyce does not respond. Oh, okay. Never in my life heard hair of the dog before. <laughs> you had to Google that one? <laughs> yes. It's drinking a little bit the next morning to make your hangover bless. It's an English thing, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, which, you know, yeah, that is a very English thing. It's also very useful. It, yeah, well, I'm familiar with the practice. I had not heard the term before. Mm. See, we're an educational podcast, too. <laughs> Yay. The more you we know. We, we are yeah, a true cesspool of culture. Next week, etymology. I'll have to add that sound effect in the background in the edit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So is Hamish going to sit quietly as he's trying to work off? Yeah, he's he's not very chatty, but he'll be listening to anything relevant as he uh, sips away his drink. Well, he probably won't pick up too much on a lot of details other than um, you get the sense that they're planning for something big today. Like they're they're discussing logistics of uh, where things should be set, where are the supplies, where this and that, um, which is odd because as long as you've been here, there's been really no foot activity, so you don't really know what they could be, what in the world they could be planning for. After a while, we might pick up on this and a little bit of this and say, "Are we expecting visitors?" <clears throat> uh, Joyce rolls her eyes at you. <laughs> but uh, Umbrin turns to Hamish and says, uh, yes, actually, the day after the Harvest Festival is the busiest day of the year because lots of people don't want to go on week-long journeys to nearby towns, so they tend to hang out for an extra day or two and it, enjoy the town. And also, Joyce here may or may not have spent the entire day putting up posters uh, without permission from the... Uh, <laughs> from the planning council. Are they going to come through here quietly? He says, covering his eyes a little bit from the bright light. Uh, at that, Umbrin cocks an eyebrow and says, um, actually quite the opposite. They're generally very uh, loud. So, uh, which is why we have Joyce here. She's very good at controlling crowds. And uh, it's really, it's really her greatest skill. Well, hearing it's going to be noisy, um, Hamish is going to take a long swig of whatever it is he's drinking and um, figure that the best plan for dealing with noisy people when you have a hangover is to get drunk again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Is Hamish going to want to wake up the other two? Because when the door is open, they're going to be woken up by the crowd. Uh... I think probably he won't think about that until the first people start coming through the doors, and then he'll realize <laughs> that help is needed. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Umbrin will tell Hamish that it's it's best to stay back here, because uh, Joyce is really the ringleader 
for this herd of cats that's about to come in. <sighs> All right, I've got some work to do anyway. All right. So, at that... Let me know if you need anything. <laughs> Will do. And at that, Joyce gets up and heads to the reception area. <laughs> and Umbrin stands by the door, and he's going to keep an eye out, but he's not going to interfere. And right around 8 o'clock-ish in the morning, uh, the doors will be unlocked, and this large crowd of people are going to flood in to the into the reception area, and they will surround the desk. They're all talking over one another. Some are crying. Some are mad. Some of them appear just to be here for the spectacle of it. Uh, and Joyce That's fair. just sits at her desk as they're, so they start to surround her. And she actually, to <clears throat> apparently give the impression of nonchalance, she lights up a pipe and starts puffing on it while everyone gathers around her. Are you waiting for commentary from us for that one? No, hold on. <laughs> my my notes got cut off in oh, okay in my thing. Lovely. It's like scrolling off the page, which is not helpful. <laughs> All right. Well, she starts puffing on her pipe, appearing totally unfazed by everyone yelling at her. And when it seems that the room is properly saturated with bodies, she takes a deep breath from her pipe, puts it out climbs up onto her desk just so that she can get a height advantage over the crowd. She takes a deep breath and shouts over the cacophony, Shut up! There's a stack of papers in the corner! Make all requests written and put them in the basket or so help me, I'll beat you bloody! And... And no one was expecting this kind of noise from a gnome woman. (laughs) And so it falls silent immediately. And sheepishly, people start to turn to the corners of the room, to the indicated pages. They start to pass around charcoal, and they start to furiously scribble requests onto the papers and put them neatly into the basket. All the while, Joyce did not get down from her desk. She is standing there and mean-mugging everyone. Occasionally, you hear someone start to speak up, but Joyce just glares at them, and people nearby nearby that person just go, shh, hey, hey, just quiet, quiet. And if, any, if anyone's nearby, uh, Umbrin is just chuckling at this. And he says, never fails. <laughs> um, every now and then, jo- uh, Umbrin will walk over to Joyce and she'll hand him like a stack of these requests. And he'll sit back down at a table with Hamish. And he says, well, and he starts to rifle through these uh, requests, these stacks of paper. And uh, does so, he pass Hamish a stack of requests yeah, he, to look he, he starts through? to stick through them. So, uh, uh, okay. At the moment the door is open, though, Erkin and Jakova were certainly woken up by first the crowd, then Joyce. <laughs> Even two doors down, Joyce could be heard loud and clear. Sounds about right. <laughs> and considering how smashed you two got last night, you are probably, um, not happy. Shikova's brain probably exploded at that. (laughs) A little bit of searing pain in the ear was also involved. 
Oh, for sure. They they both got hit by some of the daggers that Joyce has been staring at people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> she is <laughs> she is in absolute control of the room. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. Uh, all right. So are you two going to just groan in bed for a little while, or are you going to actually get up? Uh, I think uh, can I just get up, struggling. And uh, whenever Liam comes to the office, he will find uh, quite the line outside of the office. Not necessarily circling the block or anything, but, you know, there's never a line outside the door, so that's surprising. Yeah. I mean, he probably gets up at... He probably got up at 8. Has to eat food, get ready for the day, and then what appears to be cross town, so I'm not sure. uh, Probably, like, 30, 40 minutes before he actually leaves, and then he has to cross town, so I'm not sure when he'd get there. Uh, we could say like 9.30 in the morning. Sure. And by then, uh, most of the people would have at least gotten their requests in. Because the people who were mm-hmm. going to be here are probably already there. Yeah. So, he, he, so yeah, by the time he gets there, it's uh, not much of a line. But it is a surprise to walk into the reception office and it's crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd probably do his normal thing of like busting into the door and uh, yelling out, Good morning, Joyce! And Joyce um, and then does she she glares at Liam uh, more directly <laughs> and intensely than usual because this is her job right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're looking feisty this morning, ma'am. Uh, and then at that point, I think he would probably realize that there's a shit ton of people in the room. <laughs> um, look around a bit confused. Um probably just point to the back door and be like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna go back now. And, and she nods slowly at that, like deliberately slow. <laughs> like, <laughs> the look on her face says, yeah, you fucking better. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's not having it today more than usual. Unless she has it any day, but worse today. Alright. Yep, he's gonna do that. <laughs> All right, so he complies. So he he walks in, and he uh, as he's walking in, he bumps into Umbrin, who was just leaving the working area to go grab more requests. And like, oh, hey, Liam. Uh, Good morning. Uh, what is going on? Oh, uh, we advertised during the the festival, so we're quite busy, and that's pretty typical. Uh, I really need your help digging through all these requests. I'm about to grab some more. Uh, Hamish is already in there. So okay. yeah, Hamish is looking through these requests and he's he's kind of like trying to pick out keywords from the requests. So he's looking for anything that says um, badger or uh, zombie. Really? Or um, Listen, he knows the important stuff. Or uh, yeah, smuggler, slave, rats. Tiefling. Okay. He so, is, Hamish, Hamish's thought process here is that everything that has been going on is connected in some way, and he's looking for a pattern in these requests. Well, for the most part, I, I would say like 95 to 99% of these requests are just totally untenable. So they're impossible for very little pay, or they're in the genre of bring my rebellious adventuring child home for five gold with limited or descriptions and no additional information about their whereabouts or what they're doing. Uh, others are like read my fortune or give relationship advice. And clearly those kinds of people misunderstood what the hell DNR is. 
And the the last category, which is the things Hamish are looking for, are things that are not only possible, but also give you money. And there's not many of them, but uh, let's see. Roll an investigation check. Hamish is also going to lay aside all the ones asking for relationship advice just for later. Um, <laughs> investigation, you say? Yes. Is Hamish taking over the, like, Ask Amy in the uh, yes. local paper? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Oh, That's his no. idea. Oh, boy, he's going to start writing back to these people. <laughs> 19. All right. Yes, you absolutely find one. Because uh, you recognize a name from the requester, uh, Mr. Stanford. He's the head of the dock workers union, the man you went on a little political oh, journey boy. with recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Mr. Stanford, I've gotten some reports from some of my boys about someone vandalizing one of the warehouses. Boxes being thrown around, graffiti on the floor, stuff like that. I will pay DNR 200 gold to not only arrest the person responsible, but to pick up the warehouse a bit so that my boys don't have time to waste time. So, what? what? He, no, so that my boys don't have to waste time cleaning up a mess. Ah, that makes more sense. Let's show the government what the free market's capable of, eh, Hamish? And he will look up and look around and see if there's anyone he should actually answer that rhetorical written question to. (laughs) So he just looks down again. Well read. I want audiobooks read by Hamish. (laughs) Oh, God. Hello, this is Hamish ASMR. Oh, no. So after that, uh, Umbern walks back in after grabbing another pile, and uh, Liam's there too. And Hamish Ooh. is just going to kind of like wave over Umbrin and hold up the request. And all he's going to do is look at Umbrin and say, 200 gold. Uh, Umbrin nods. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. And he set, sets it in the a fresh pile of one legitimate request. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do we need an investigation from sure. William? We'll, we'll see uh, which of the requests you get next. Hey! A crit? Awesome. Ooh. That can't be me. I don't crit on nice <laughs> rolls. Uh, yeah, you have a bad track record. All right, next one. From a traveling merchant, the high mantle forest has been making jingling sound. Excellent. Uh, I saw what I believe to be an undead near the road. This is very unsafe for travelers if you go near them. They jingle. You're not going to go near them. Uh, oh, where was I? It's unsafe for travelers. Please take care of this. The mayor and the citizens' brigade did not take me seriously. I will pay DNR a hundred gold to take care of this problem. I I enjoy the uh, in character commentary, <laughs> which Hamish also did. And Hamish will look up and uh, hearing this and, and be like, something about that sounds awfully familiar. Yeah, those were those were Jeremy's minions. We gotta go take oh. care of At the mention of his minions, Jeremy perks up, going, "What? Oh, oh, right! I totally forgot. Um, we should probably. Yeah, I know. I did too. We should probably go get them. Um, I feel like bringing zombies into the town is not the best idea, Jeremy. No, of course not. But we should, you know, train them like I was intending to. And how well was that going? Uh, if I remember correctly, very well. 
you don't remember correctly. Okay, well, that's your opinion. We can't just leave them wandering about near the road. Some some merchant uh, might hurt one of them. Exactly. I, 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 well, I swear, I was I, days away from a breakthrough, uh, but I was interrupted. So we, we really should uh, get them into tip-top shape and um, accomplish whatever I was trying to accomplish. What were you trying to accomplish? I, you know, I don't remember, but I'm sure I'll remember when I get there. You know, like when you walk into a room and you forget why you walked into that room, it'll be like that, but for the whole forest. That happens to me constantly. Yeah, see? Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna flag down Umbrin and be like, hey, uh, 100 gold for a problem that we incidentally created. <laughs> Umbrin reads over and goes, oh, right. I, I, I do remember you talking about that. At the time, I was kind of overwhelmed by the existence of uh, Mr. Jeremy over there. Uh, yes, this is something that I believe we discussed talking about. Wasn't there like a circle or something out there that you should probably figure out? Um, yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely... I feel like I'll see. I would definitely recommend that you uh, take care of this one, especially, because oof, that's, uh... I, this one's definitely not your fault. You didn't make the circle, but hey, now we have a written request to, to take care of it, so that's good. I guess. And at least the zombies are going to be easy to find. I will take credit for that part. Well, yes, that they, they didn't tie jinglies to themselves or what? <clears throat> Hi, how, why are they jingling, by the way? Because um, I believe <laughs> the intent was to come back for them once Jeremy knew how to train them and he didn't want to lose them. And he wouldn't let me just fuck time to a tree because apparently they were just going to eat through. I don't know. The, their hand, the rope, the tree, whatever, and they were going to escape anyways. So the compromise was to make them make noise so we could find them again and work act as a warning system for other people, which it seems to be working. Jeremy's nodding along. Mm -hmm. That was a good idea. Yeah. I agree. Maybe you'll get a promotion. My warning system worked. <laughs> Keep up this good work and you'll be promoted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What exactly is the rank above minion? Oh no, uh, minions is a general term. You y'all y'all are privates, except for Chikova. I think he got demoted to junior private for not helping me when I was under attack. Chikova's gonna be groggily walking in. <laughs> right about that time, he's gonna look at Jeremy and then just promptly turn around and walk back out. Oh, he faces through walls. Well, I don't know where the door is. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, I thought there would be a door right there. It's down here. Nope, I'm stupid. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> they just like pull eight man to the door. That's how he. That's how he, he walks in. Here's, he here's Jeremy saying that. Walks back out. And Hamish will look over at him and say, oh, "Well, apparently he doesn't want to talk about Jeremy's privates." <laughs> <laughs> he refused to follow orders. That's what happens. You get demoted when you are insubordinate. <sighs> Is that? Is there another pile that Erkin can sift through? Uh, yeah, there's a big pile uh, right here on the table by the door that um, Umbrin's been gathering as Joyce has been in control of the situation in the reception hall. So if you'd okay. like to roll investigation to see if you find further legitimate requests. I will 
surprised. Uh, 19. Wow, you guys are nailing these investigation checks. (laughs) You do. You find another one. Uh, We know how to find work. From a concerned citizen from the North Residential District. I was informed that some pest extermination had taken place in our neighborhood. But I swear yesterday I saw a lizard carrying away a rat in the street. Strangest thing I ever saw, Miss York informed me that it was impossible since lizards don't live in this region. But I know what I saw. Our neighborhood pooled our money together and we will pay 150 gold to take care of this problem. A lizard? A lizard carried off a rat? Uh, Amr scratches his head at this. (laughs) I mean, she's right. There's, we're a little temperate for lizards around here. Maybe he wasn't. He didn't mean lizard. I, I don't know. I don't expect everyone to be a zoologist. How would the? Uh, Umbra just shrugs. I mean, it's 150 gold. We can take it. It is our job to investigate, and frequently we have about as little information as that. But at least we have a section of town. We could work from there. Yeah. Well, if it's a if it's a little lizard, this would be an easy catch. Uh, it could be. It, it's weird that it was carrying off a rat. Well, maybe lizards like to eat rats. I I don't know They're much about lizards. If, if he's if he if he's that far from home, he might just you know not know the customs and might be hungry <laughs> and he might need someone to teach him how to act around here. Uh, I... <laughs> We're really good at teaching people how to act. Oh boy. Uh, does everyone want to roll nature? <laughs> to see what you know about lizards? Sure. We'll 14 from Hamish. Christ. Crit from oh, nice. crit. God damn. You're so pessimistic about your dice rolls again. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got like fucking seven episodes of history proving me right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are fucking nailing it today. Today's your day. That's right, I am. That was a crit and a fail. Oh, yeah, we're talking about the fail, all right? <laughs> all right, well. It's all or nothing, is really what it comes down to. <laughs> uh, Hamish, Liam, Erkin. Jacoba's in the other room, so he doesn't know or care. <laughs> so. What about Jeremy? Uh, let me roll Jeremy. Jeremy. Yes! That's right. I forget he's a fully fledged PC. He should be rolling these checks, too. Um, his nature is plus one. Oh, he actually has a plus to this. 16. Wow, actually, Jeremy, wow. Go, oh. Jeremy. All right, yeah. so uh, everyone who was in the 14 to 16 range, which is everyone except Liam, who was way higher, uh, you all do know that lizards tend to be carnivorous, so yes, the, it is possible that they eat rats. Most lizards tend to not be big enough to do so, so it is a bit strange. It must be a hell of a lizard to eat that. Um, Liam, with his crit, knows that lizards are not known for carrying away their food they tend to just eat it eat it later so, <laughs> yeah so like that it, seems like a weird behavior yeah it, it's strange it's more of like a, a squirrel or rodent behavior to hoard food for later lizards just tend to eat and then they're good for quite some time so the the notion that it's carrying it away is odd so there's there might be something and, he would... and you also know the detail of it, even if it even if it is just acting weird, it still has to be a pretty damn large lizard to pick up a rat. Yes, um, and he would he would um, express that to the group. Mm-hmm. Probably in like, oh hey, one time like down towards uh, the desert, 
we had a show, and there were a bunch of lizards down there. Well, also, you were traveling through the, through the desert. Yep. So you, you have seen them. Yes. Probably eaten some. Through the wastes, which is actually pretty close to Faraday, but they tend to be in the wastes, not around the wastes. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, <laughs> some time passes. I will tell you, meta-wise, that's all of the legitimate requests that come through. So for the next like two or three hours, the party is sifting through various requests and finds more of the same of impossibly huge requests for like three bucks <laughs> or or, re- yes. or impossibly vague things that you could, even if they were prop- offering the proper amount of money, you could never do because you don't have enough information. You know, there's lots of requests that are just, you can't pick up. There's no point. Hamish, I assume sets aside all of the relationship advice ones. Uh, yes. Would you like to roll a 2d10 and see how many of those requests you get? Only oh, 2d10. Right. 2d10. Hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Christ. That's pretty good. 16. Yeah, so you have... Hamish has his own little private pile of 16 individual requests asking for relationship advice. Giving some details right. about, you know... <laughs> about about their history and and how they how well they drive together. Some of them have just met someone and they're asking you to to go out. Some of them are are newlyweds and asking about marital problems. All kinds of things. So that'll be fun. See, there's there's hey, that hey, one hey. where the person overshares their life by like two or three times, and it's like, okay, buddy, I don't <laughs> I don't need to know this much about you. Yeah, well, one hey, of hey, those having, four pages uh, <laughs> Having yes. grown up in a bar, Hamish is, uh, considers himself something of an expert on relationships because he's listened to people talk about them his entire life. That's true. Um, That's fair. He's never actually experienced a relationship, so uh, okay. his actual practical advice may not be quite on point. No, but he has heard other people give other people advice, so he has something. Exactly, from. yeah. <laughs> but we're going to set that aside for just now. Yeah, well, we can address that later. So, at the end of the day, well, it probably doesn't take all day, but it does take several hours. So, around lunchtime, starting from the beginning, around, say, 1 p.m., you have finally gotten through all the requests. The, cr- the crowd is gone. Uh, Joyce is, in, is still hanging out at the reception desk where she normally stays, uh, waiting for other people to come. But, typically speaking, as Umbrin said, the crowd tends to come in the morning, and then it's back to the usual traffic of, you know, two or three requests a week tops. So, as a party, you can choose to pursue one of these three requests first. Does Umbrin have any uh, particular um, preference for which one we pursue? Um, he, he did express earlier, and he'll express again, that the one involving the undead wandering near the road is probably the most urgent, but the other two also seem, you know, still important and they do pay more than the other one so yeah and the other one the traveling undead is also what like a day out uh it's like a day and a half hike to the forest so there's that yeah assuming if we're we're lucky yeah assuming favorable weather (laughs) because it took us like a week and a half one way yeah well it took you a week round trip like five days round trip to to get there because you got caught in some crazy rain and it was just you were slogging through mud and open fields which slowed you down quite a bit there was a typhoon. We got picked up by a tornado and sent to Oz for a few days. It was, it was 
You'll Hamish have to will... listen to the episode to find out. Hamish will stroke his moustache a bit and think about it and go, Ah, well, how much trouble can a few zombies get into in two or three extra days anyway? Uh, Jeremy it starts to mimic Hamish, ah. even though he has no facial hair to speak of, and he starts to rub <laughs> his face, nodding along. He, he makes a point. Jeremy's very impressionable. So maybe... <laughs> Maybe we hit up one of the other ones, do one of those, because those sound fairly quick. Um, then go take care of the undead. So we get like quick back from one of those, go take care of the undead, and then do the other one. Say we should do the warehouse one first. Yeah, basic cleanup work. Let's start with the easy stuff. Figuring out who's vandalizing a warehouse. Well, we can clean up the warehouse first to find the clues, and True. then we can get to the investigation part. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Yep. Warehouse, zombies, lizard. Easy. All right. Sounds like a plan. I'll have to make a note of that later. Okay, so first things first. You guys want to get to the warehouse. So you'll probably want to first go talk to uh, Mr. Stanford to figure out exactly which warehouse, but... We don't have to roleplay that out. We can say that he's got a soapbox, right? That's his office, basically. <laughs> so you can go find him, ask him specifically which one it is, and he'll give you the address, and we can just head there. Let me jump to the Fairbay map and show you. So because my cardinal directions are all rotated 90 degrees. So it's on the... the all the warehouses are in the workers' district, which is on the eastern side of Fairbay, near to the docks. So I have marked it in some dark paint, so it's not as clear, but let me snap everyone's oh, view. Oh, the one with the gray box. Yeah, the one with the gray box. I wow. didn't want it to be super obvious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's important to note that Liam's hovel is also in this district. It's just down the street, mm -hmm. as you can see on the map. But My crib. <laughs> your crib. <laughs> it's a hovel. It's terrible. <laughs> Living amongst warehouses. Wow. It's... <laughs> Wait, insults my house, dude. You rolled for it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was one of those things where, like, obviously coming into town, Liam and Jamie didn't. Well, and yeah. So you, we you had to find this, like, abandoned building, and we're like, well, it's got four walls and a roof that doesn't leak too much, so we're going to claim it as ours. Pretty much, yeah. The circumstances were. You grabbed whatever you could in a mad dash, and then by the time you were yeah. in town, you had, you know, the clothes on your back. So you're kind of squatting. Yeah. <laughs> this is not where people are supposed to live. But, hey, it's a place. So. Home is what you make of it. Yes. So now that I've shown you where you are on Fair Bay, let me jump over to the warehouse. So the warehouse is pretty generic. It appears to be a warehouse. It's not well lit on the inside, but it's, it's daylight out. So when you walk in, you do have some dim sense of of shapes and stuff. So it, when you walk in, yeah, the, as Andy says in the tech chat, the warehouse is a warehouse. It's got boxes. <laughs> it's got barrels. Uh, there is a bit of that mess that was written in the request. These Normally, you'd expect something like this to be all neatly stacked in rows and organized, but it's... The barrels are, are disheveled. They're scattered about everywhere. He did mention something about graffiti on the floor, but yeah, you don't see that right now. 
Okay, you guys, stop making shitty puns in the text chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Our house. Okay, so uh, what, what do you guys intend to do? Uh, and also, did you take Jeremy with you? Oh, yeah. Probably. I suppose I should Obviously. stop asking. He's a, he's a fully think. fledged member of the party. He is our mascot. A strong, independent I... skeleton, and he can make his own choices in this. I don't even think we have a choice in whether he joins us or not. He just does. Yeah, Probably he just, not. He just follows along. He remembers to bring his mask. <laughs> He's not irresponsible. So Hamish is oh. really interested in the graffiti because he remembers graffiti from the uh, graveyard and wonders if it's the same thing going on. All right. So he's going to wander in. So uh, for context, the warehouse, is, the door to the warehouse is on the northeast corner of the building. And it seems to it, it seems to be like it's the one facing the street. And it seems to be the only entrance in or out. Although um, it's not like you walk the perimeter of the building to see if there's a back door. You guys want to do that first? Mm. Or, or are you just going to walk in? Uh, we're I just going to walk in. Well. Hey, we're walking in uh, here. Right, you just walk in. So you don't know if there's any side entrances or anything. So If there are, we'll find them inside anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, the place is a bit of a mess, although you can get from one end to the other, no problem. Uh, can you guys control all of your tokens, no problem? Uh, yes. Okay, so... Okay. Uh, no, apparently I'm drawing things for uh, some you reason. You should have the select oh. instead. There we go. <laughs> Let me just clear that. Nope, we're going to do this like football commentary style. You're just going to draw little circles <laughs> and lines for every action. X's and O's um, and, and, it's, arrows, slowly... and it's, it's crazy. Uh -huh. It's crazy. Okay, so near, near to the entrance, there are uh, to the left, there are neat stacks of crates in rows. Uh, they're not labeled or anything, and you're not sure what's in them. But... They're not uniform. Some of them are, are metal. Some of them are iron banded. Some of them are wood. Directly in front of the door, there's piles of, there's like grain sacks and barrels. And uh, further back, there are what probably should have been more um, organized, like higher stacked barrels and crates, but they're, they're thrown into big piles. They look like mountains of crates. And that's not typical. They shouldn't be like that. So, wh who's gonna go first? Who's gonna ex investigate what? Oh, I'm going. Okay, so so uh, Liam is gonna head towards the barrels. Okay, so uh, this first pile of barrels near to the door is mm -hmm. there, there's nothing too particular about about this. This one actually seems to be in order. It's back towards the corner that's actually messy. So it seems to be okay. like. Whoever vandalized the space, for some reason, walked to the back of the building and then started moving things around. Mm. So it, on uh, the map, Hamish seems to be moving ahead further. So Hamish, oh. roll a perception check for me. Uh, okay. These always go so well for Hamish. He's he observant. so perceptive. And an 18. It's actually really good. So the, the pile of of stuff, of crates and bags and sacks and barrels in the far back corner of the warehouse. You do notice underneath of it, you see what appears to be a small red mark. Let me draw on the map. Like poking out of the edge of the pile. So you can uh... figure that whatever graffiti 
was on the floor is likely under that pile. Like, it's not like a bloodstain kind of mark. It's like paint that's deliberate, but it goes, it turns into the pile underneath. So it's possible that someone did graffiti on the floor and then moved the pile on top of it later for some reason. Right, that right. Is that the only thing that's messed up in this warehouse? Well, other than the fact that for some reason, the whole pile you're looking at is just a mountain of stuff rather than a neat stack. <sighs> Yeah, like, is that the only one, or is there, like, another mountain of, of stuff piled somewhere? I mean, or, there is like, one, things stepped over? There is one next to it, but it's not as big, and that one doesn't have markings under it. Um, but it's, so, basically, the one that, like, is right next to So, the one in front of it, to the door, is also just, like, a giant jumble of shit? Yes. Or is that one, st- okay. Yeah. So, there's two of them. There, there are two All of right. them. And they're, they're close to each other. It, it doesn't seem deliberate by any means. It's just a big mess like they all so someone like went through everything in the warehouse and then just threw it in a big pile for some reason and then made a smaller pile next to it because they could but maybe <sighs> because the other one got too tall you get the impression that the other one is so tall that if you try to throw anything on top it would just roll fair enough um would hamish have mentioned this little spot of red paint oh yeah he's gonna point it out and be like i think we should start here Kill two birds with one stone, tidy up, and uncover whatever's underneath here. Alright. plan? Yes. Let's do it. Um, and Liam is going to start moving boxes and shit. Alright. Uh, roll athletics for me. I should have known this and pulled this up sooner. Eight. So, yes. the first one... Back that on Liam... track. <laughs> Back on brand. So the first one that Liam tries to lift is is clearly a full crate. It's very heavy, and Liam fails to move it. <laughs> it's also near to the bottom of the stack, so there's other stuff on top of it. So right. even if he did move it, he'd probably crush himself. Okay. At that, he will move to the climb to the top of the stack, um, call out Hamish's name, and throw the top box at him. To All him. right. I'm Hamish will attempt to catch it. Okay. Um, oh, both of you roll dex checks. <laughs> I can do that. I can do dexterity. Yeah. Just uh, do a dex. Do a save? Sure. Let's do do. Let's do dex saving throws and see who. Right. If Liam does a good throw and if Hamish does a good catch, so 16 <laughs> for Liam and 13 for Hamish. Yeah, it's good enough. It was it was a smallish <laughs> box. It, it was a good enough <laughs> throw. Hamish was able to move and catch it. No big deal. Um, Liam, roll perception for me. Uh, yes. Perception. Alright, so, after you throw that first box, with a 21, you look down to grab the next box, and you notice something under the pile. You see something smooth and kind of tan brown color? A shiny poop. It's clearly not a box. (laughs) Uh, Liam will pick it up. Uh, is it, can he pick it up? No, he can't. It's, it appears to be quite large. If he moves things out of the way to look at it some more, it just keeps getting larger and larger. Like there's something oh. underneath this pile. Okay. Um, so he's going to move from a... Um, we're being gentle with things and just like straight arm like across the table, push things out of the way. Okay. Like, what is this thing? Um... At a glance, it looks like it's made of clay or something. 
Hmm. How big is it? Um, near the size of the pile itself. Near, okay. So there's the giant clay thing with the red paint. And yeah, he's just going to start like hauling boxes out of the way with uh, uh, more reckless abandon, I suppose. Okay. Uh, roll nothing. Not going to be as gentle about it? Yeah, roll athletics for me. Better. 22. Fantastic. So, so you, because you're working from the top down instead of the bottom up, you are able to catch the corners of boxes that are, you know, barely balanced and you're able to roll them down the pile and shove them around mm-hmm. and no, no big deal. And as you get deeper and deeper, you, you start to get a shape of this thing and eventually you find a head and an eye and then the eye looks at you and then it stands up. Oh, so what? let me adjust something on the map here. It says abomination. Sure does. Oh, oh, he's a big boy. So that's attractive. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now that you've uncovered this thing, you've awoken something, and it stands oh, no. up and looks around. And the noises coming out of this thing are almost wheezy. You hear almost a, like a whining sound coming from it. it. It looks like some kind of creature, but it is misshapen and horrible looking. Its skin is cracked, and what you thought was clay could still be clay, but it is, it's no creature you've ever seen before, and it is horrible looking. And it's going to attempt to grab Liam. So uh, roll a dexterity save for me, Liam, and allow me to pull up a character sheet. I step away for 10 seconds, and this is what you do, Liam. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you get for leaving me unsupervised. It's going to roll that. Um, Okay, so Liam rolled a 19 on his dexterity saving throw, and it rolled a 13 to hit. So in this particular case, Liam was able to uh, flip out of the way before it grabbed him and threw him somewhere. So now... Uh, I feel like through that whole exchange, it would be holy fuck, yup, ship, nope, I'm out. Where? <laughs> uh, everyone roll initiative. Oh boy. Christ. Uh, allow me to bring up an initiative tracker. That, okay. Where is initiative? It's on your... Under core stats, it's like right smack dab in the middle of the hit point speed. Oh, found it. F. I got a 10. Uh, I We're got all doing nine. wonderful. I am too busy shitting myself in the corner to <laughs> It did not take my five for some reason. No, it didn't. Weird. Well, let me adjust the size of my turn tracker. Alright, uh, let me just give Hamish a turn. Five. It's the old token, but it still counts, so it's good. Okay. Okay, so descending order. Excellent. So... So Liam, we have now rolled for initiative. Liam noticed something odd under this pile, and he started just moving shit around, and the noise that he was making and the moving around woke up something that was underneath the pile. It stands up, tries to grab Liam, tried to throw him, but Liam flipped out of the way. And now it is making some horrible noises. It's this misshapen blob, and Urkin gets to go first in the initiative order. Okay. 
So, uh, I'm gonna try Sacred Flame, and I need to take a dex saving throw. Yeah. Uh, and it needs to make a dex. Okay. Uh, dex yeah. saving throw. What's your DC? DC is... Uh, fuck. Don't remember. Well, uh, is it 16? Because that's what I got. Okay. Uh, how do I... Where do I find it? It's under your spellbook. So you switch to the spellbook part of your character sheet. Uh, somewhere yeah. in there, there is a DC section. Oh, I didn't roll for Jeremy. I need to roll for Jeremy. <gasps> and he, he would have been with Hamish. So let me roll for that. Initiative. Oh, no. They're, they're birds of a feather. <laughs> mm. Jeremy rolled a five for the record. Yeah, they both got five. <laughs> they're twins. They're buddies. <laughs> they have the same hit points. Twins. They have the same initiative. They're twinsies. <laughs> they're twinning today. <laughs> Jeremy is actually like skeleton Hamish from the future. Oh, no. <laughs> Hamish got tall in the future. <laughs> That's what happens when you grow up. <laughs> Uh, hold on, let me open up your character sheet, Andy. Yeah. Oh, 12. There it is. All right, well, it made its its saving throw. Uh, what Shit. does saving throw do for Sacred Flame? Is it half damage or Thank is you. it negate? It just just doesn't take any damage. Okay, so you still have a move and a minor if you want to do other things. Uh, I think I will move there. That's, okay, so, so you move one square yeah. over. Uh, yeah. Next in the initiative order is Jacoba, who I just I have a realized. Question about a, hello? I just realized that the bard has the most hit points in the party. Yep. Jesus. Uh, Apparently, he nailed his both, checks. Both the bards. Good God. I have a question about fairy fire. Yes. It, it's that last bit is confusing me a little bit. Um, the attacker has to see it, otherwise, it doesn't work. So if it's invisible. Or, so if if the creature is invisible and they've got fairy fire on them it wouldn't work but this creature is not invisible so you're fine okay i'm gonna do fairy fire or then. if the person in question was blinded then ah. it wouldn't affect either so you're gonna cast fairy fire Boop. say in the corner so it only hits the abomination right so yep. it is a deck saving throw what's your dc right uh. oh also you get to decide what color the fairy fire is what 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 color does it glow if it fails a deck save? Because uh, there's a solid chance it'll fail. Yeah. It's going to be a very pretty violet. Ooh, violet. Good choice. Yeah. Um, 15, I think. Let me yeah, 15. Know. Okay. 15. All right. There's a solid chance it'll fail. Eight. Ah, it failed. All right. I'm going to yeah. roll 20. I'm going to stick a little purple dot on him. There, he's purple. Everyone has advantage on attacks <laughs> against it now until... Is it concentration? Yes. So until... We're up to one minute. Or until concentration breaks. Or until I get punched in the face. All right. Any other actions? <laughs> you have a bonus um, and a move left, if you like. I'm going to hop on up there. And that's it. Alright, so you move a couple spaces closer to the group and the abomination itself. Liam, you are very close to it. What are you going to do? Mm. 
Um, I seem to be probably the hardiest of the group here. Um, Liam's going to stand up. He's going to look him square in the face and he's going to say, I bless you with three people. One to grab you, one to stab you, and one to hide you. And he's going to cast Vicious Mockery. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that is a wisdom? Is that what that is? Yes. Uh, 14. Oh, it rolled a 19 wisdom, unfortunately. Mother fucker. <laughs> All right. So nothing. But that's a bonus. So you can still... Vicious Mockery is a bonus action? No, it's one action. Is it? Yeah. Yep. Oh. Regular action. So, so it takes a whole action to talk shit. God. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you still have a move and a bonus. So if you want to do anything else, or unless you want to end your turn, Abomination's going to get a um, Yeah. Um, if I move out of range, he's gonna he's gonna get a. Um. Well, uh, you are not immediately adjacent to it. Okay. So it would not get an attack yeah. of opportunity if you move away. Um, still one of the hardier characters, so I think I am going to damage. Sit tight. Oh. All right. Yes, I'm gonna sit tight. It's the abomination like dodge action. It's going to step. Uh, I'm going to say that the pile of boxes here on the map is difficult terrain mm-hmm. because you know it's a pile of crates. So it's going to scramble over the pile of boxes toward Liam. <sighs> And it, it never truly stands. It, it's not necessarily prone, but it is walking on three limbs, and one hand is reaching out. And it, it as it's moving, it makes terrible screechings out. It's awful, awful. And it's going to try and attack Liam. Um, nineteen to hit. Uh, that is absolutely going to hit. Uh, for eleven slashing damage. Oof. Oh wow. Okay. Hamish. Uh, Hamish is going to uh, take his rope and hand one in to Jeremy and say, hold this. Okay. And then he is going to double move and run around about this creature as much as he can. Um, uh, so you're just going to do like a double move? Going to do a charge action? Yeah. He's running around in a circle. And with the difficult terrain here, he's actually sort of like clambering around him. Yeah, you only get and half move and difficult. Two, so. 5, 10, 20, 30, 40. So he's going to get to here. And that's going to be his action. Oh boy. All right. Oh, hang on. Let me see if this is a bonus. Uh, yeah, but. Yeah, as a bonus action, he's going to burst into flames. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yep. That's what he's doing. Okay, so the fire mantle, right? Yes, so, mantle of flame. Okay, so you are adjacent to this creature. So you'll mm-hmm. probably be dealing damage. Uh, can you cast a spell in Roll20 and I can see what it does? Uh, it's a class feature, so I'm not quite sure how to do that. Uh, class feature, okay. Um, anyway. It's, it's only if he touches me or hits me. Oh, he will get okay. Damage. So it's almost like a yeah. hellish rebuke kind of thing. Yeah. Got it. Um. All right. It is Jeremy's turn. Ugh. Okay. Uh. 
let's see. So Jeremy is going to use one of his class features. Um, he's going to tell Liam to attack. So he's going to use his his uh, warf nah, warlord ability, right? Is that what that class is called? Mm -hmm. Okay, he's going to yep. use his warlord ability, commanding presence. Uh, when he would make an attack on his turn, which he will not, uh, he can forego the attack to allow a friendly creature within 10 feet of him, which Liam is, to make an attack instead. If the target can't mm. hear him, which he can, you can use the, your reaction to make one weapon attack. So uh, Jeremy points and very commandingly says, attack! And Liam takes this opportunity to make a stab. Uh, Liam probably like, ah, and then stab him. <clears throat> 12. Um... Let me check AC. That does not hit. Yeah, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because Jeremy's holding the rope, he's gonna, he's actually gonna help him. She's gonna walk, run the opposite direction. He's gonna go to the north here. Excellent. And that will be his turn. He's gonna scoot over here. Uh, he's gonna move. Uh, he's also very close to the abomination, but he runs in the opposite direction. Uh, he lifts his hand up high to get over Liam's head so that he doesn't accidentally tangle him up in the whole thing. <laughs> and next it is Urken's turn. Yes. Urken is going to move to the right onto these boxes here. Uh -huh. And he's going to use his breath. Is a fire breath. Ooh, nice. Is that a cone or is that a line? It, it is a cone. Okay. Um, what's the range on that? Uh, 15 feet. Yeah, I think there's... Well, if you move over one more to the right... Nah, you're either hitting yeah. Liam or you're hitting Hamish. There's no getting around that. Uh... Hamish is already on fire. Just point that out. I don't <laughs> think he gives me any protection whatsoever, but I'll just point that out. You <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't notice. <laughs> I couldn't move any further back, could I? Yeah, you'd have you to could... climb up onto a pile. Well, it's, d it's difficult oh, terrain. Oh, it's difficult terrain. So it's, yeah. that's, that's, it's that's double fine. Movement. So let me... Let me just clear this dynamic lighting for you so you can see. Yeah. So that is literally just fine. Yeah. So It'll just be there yep. on top of it. So you have yeah you have plenty of move you can do that and then oops wrong, yeah wrong button and then yeah you're good you wouldn't hit anyone yeah, from yeah, the yeah. top of the pile so <laughs> imagery <laughs> Urkin climbs up to the top of the adjacent crate pile and just sort of avoid hitting his his buddies <laughs> and he breathes hot fire on him. Oh, I... Yeah, never mind. We're good. <laughs> so, yeah. roll fire damage. Uh, it's a... It's a DC of 12 that it needs to roll for dex again. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it crit failed, so you, you... Oh, yes! You burn the shit out of it. Alright, how much damage? Let's have a look. Uh, five fire. Okay. Ah. Uh, but it, you do breathe on it, and its skin starts to dry and crack a little bit further where it hits on one of its shoulders. And it makes a screeching sound, and it turns towards Urkin. Jacoba. Oh, great. Oh, great. Um. Oh, fuck. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I really don't have any offensive spells. Oh, no. Oops. Oh, dear. I have Thunder Wave and I have Vicious Mockery. <laughs> Go with Vicious Mockery. Oh, God. It's actually really helpful because he seems to have only one attack. Yeah, he seems to only have one attack. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Take a step forward and just call him an ugly fuck. 
<laughs> That's not right. Uh, Ooh, DC 30 wow. charisma. I don't know how. Holy it, hell. I don't know how it calculated that, but that's wrong. But, uh, <laughs> um, I believe yeah, it's I think it's because I have the uh, custom DC on. Let me. Oh, oops. Whoopsie. Yep, there we go. 15. Okay. It, it was close. It rolled a 17. So it makes the save, <sighs> okay. sadly. Well, uh, I called him an ugly fuck anyway. <laughs> 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 I, I imagine Jacoba like trying to think of something clever at first. He's panicking, okay? <laughs> hey, you're you uh, ugly fuck. <laughs> it's now Liam's turn. Remember this thing is glowing it has an outline of a pretty violet color. And it has the you have advantage on attacks against it. I do have advantage on attacks of it, and I think that is gonna be the best thing to do. Um, now that it has a few other go after. So swing. A swing and a miss. No, oh hit. shit! You hit. You uh, only deal four damage, but that's still something. That hold on. And oh, because I rolled a one. Yeah, sadly not very good on the damage. But hey, you you took a nick out of it. Yeah. Well, nickel and dimed him to death. Uh, that was my actions. Still stuck on that. It blows my mind that Vicious Mockery is an action and not a bonus. Mm-hmm. This is an attack. It's really nice. It's a really, really good cantrip, though. Oh, it is good. I mean, it, it's, you know, all or nothing. But when it does hit, mm-hmm. it's quite good because that disadvantage is, is big. Yeah, especially with something that only has one attack. Uh, I think that is going to end. Yes. So the Abomination was uh, still set on Urken. So let's mm. see. Um, <laughs> so you have to move 10 feet through difficult terrain so that's yeah it has enough move for that so it moves yeah. along Hamish can make an oh. opportunity. An opportunity so can't attack. Jeremy oh yeah Ooh. Jeremy can too uh, allow me to roll for Jeremy's attack just gonna give him a little scratch I, I'm being a good uh... <laughs> Ooh, yeah damn. Jeremy nice. it was nearly a Nine. crit Nine slashing wow. damage from Jeremy with his with his claws. Ooh, that was a good chunk. Yeah. Damn. Oof. Yeah, that hit hard. Oh, but uh, twelve is not enough to hit. Yeah. Sadly. Oh. Oof. G- gave it a nice shot though. Hmm. But now it was walking away with the rope attached. So how long is this rope? Fifty feet. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Let me measure really quick because he's. Started here, so we're talking 15, 30, 30 45. 45. Okay, so neither Jeremy nor Hamish gets dragged by this thing because you haven't hit the end of the rope yet. But, um, okay, so the abomination is going to take a swipe at Urkin. Oh no. Uh, does 11 hit? I don't think so. No, no, 11 okay, so, doesn't. So it misses. So, thanks to your height advantage, the thing slams its huge meat hands down onto the pile but Urkin's able to step out of the way, no problem it shifts the ground a little bit but he's able to maintain his footing Hamish, what is Hamish doing? Uh, well Hamish is going to try and complete this circuit so he's going to cross over ducking under Jeremy's part of the rope Okay. Uh, so that's, let's see, 10, 20 
five. Ten, That'll make a loop. Ten, Are you going to try and trip this thing? So it's uh, actually it's going to take a double move. So he's going to curl around all the way to here. Okay. So I guess I'm not really going to have an opportunity to pull it tight. I'm going to rely on Jeremy to do that. Okay. And Jeremy will do exactly that. He's going to roll an athletics to try and trip this thing. Um, pray, pray for Jeremy. Uh, 14. 14 is not bad. That's not uh, bad. Uh, let me roll a competing strength save to stay standing. <gasps> it rolled a 10. It actually Ooh. failed. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. God, Jeremy's the hero of this story. So, Jeremy. So, Jeremy, totally understanding because he and Hamish are in sync. They understand each other. So, Hamish runs around, ducks over Erkin to, to not tangle him up in this whole thing. And he <laughs> makes eye contact with Jeremy and nods. And Jeremy nods back. And he gives it a big tug. And as this thing's scrambling to try and get to Erkin, its legs tangle up and it trips. And it is now prone. Everyone already had advantage against it. But. It's now prone, which means if you move, it has to spend half of its movement getting up. Mm. Erkin, it's your turn. Oh, wow. Me already. Okay. Yeah, we, we made it I'm around. Gonna... Jeremy's at the bottom of the initial order. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pound down on it with my mace. All right. You have advantage on your attack. Let's see. 16 yeah. does hit, and you deal three damage. It's it's getting down there. It's, it's covered in dents. It's got a singe mark on one of its shoulders. It's... It's still it's still going strong, but it's not happy. Jacoba, your turn. What will you do? I'ma make fun of it again. <laughs> 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 Alright. With that three damage. Uh, let's roll. Let's roll wisdom. Uh, rolled a twenty. <laughs> so I, fuck I'm my life, I guess. I want its feelings to be hurt. <laughs> I had such a good one thought up too. All right, well, because you failed, you've loved it. <laughs> you, you piss shit. <laughs> Liam. Doo-doo head. <laughs> Liam, it's your turn. You are still adjacent to this thing, even though it moved over a little bit. Because it is large. <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you also going to make fun of it? Or are you going to poke it? He's muted. Or he's, th he's still, <laughs> or he's still out on his bio, because he did say in the chat that he was going to go take a leak. I was muted. Okay. I'm talking to myself here. Um, yeah, no, I'm aware I'm right next to him. Um, uh, Liam's going to look at him and say, "May you drink too much castor oil and uh, do another vicious mockery." All right. Let me make another saving throw. What is your DC? Fourteen. Fourteen. Come on, nine, it fails. Yes! And you crit your damage for Vicious Mockery, so it takes four points yes. of psychic damage. Its feelings are extra hurt. It physically hurts. <laughs> and it now has disadvantage on its next attack. Speaking yes. of, it's its turn. And because uh, Liam hurt its feelings, it's going to spend half its, half its movement to get up from prone. And it's because it is adjacent to Liam, and it's half on a pile of boxes, it's basically going to flop over and swing its big old hands at Liam, but mm. it has disadvantage, so odds are not in its favor. Do you say that? Um, 14, does that hit your AC? I do not believe that does. That does not. Ooh. 
Hey, so he missed. So it, it stands up from the pile of boxes, raises its arm straight up, and basically flops over to try and s squish Liam under his giant hand. But Liam sees it coming from a mile away and sidesteps it. Hamish. All right, Hamish is going to scramble a bit further up this pile and attempt to leap over the top of the abomination to the other pile with the rope um, to tangle it up even more. All right, uh, roll in acrobatics. Acrobatics. I do not expect, I do not imagine Hamish being terribly acrobatic, but who knows? We'll not see. particularly. 17. But seven. that's not bad. 17 is good enough. <laughs> so it, it's not like, you know, Liam level acrobatics, but you do manage to hop right over this thing. You do that, uh, you know, in action movies when they do that back roll over someone else. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. they, they I've do done that. that. Yeah, he does that back roll over the thing, and, and the, now the rope's on the other side again. Excellent. And uh, Jeremy, once again, understanding what's going on, he's going to try to, he's, he's going to do it again. It worked once. Why not? Roll in athletics as opposed to, so he rolled a three athletics. <laughs> so so this, this thing rolls a one, which it did not. <laughs> Jeremy goes to tug, but it had much more sure footing this time, and it just catches on its thigh and doesn't even notice. Erkin, it's your turn. Um, I'm gonna, Erkin's gonna try and uh, smash it where he hit it with his breath. Ooh. See if that does anything. Good idea. Roll attack, you have advantage because it still has the fairy fire. Um, you. 20 to hit does hit, and you hit for six damage. Sadly, yeah. you don't get any bonus damage, but you do hit it in a sore spot, and it screeches horribly in response. Clearly, this <laughs> inflicted a lot of pain. <laughs> Jacoba. Making fun of it won't work, so I gotta stab it, I guess. Give it a poke. 19 damage for 7. Ooh. Very, very close. <laughs> so this thing falls to one knee after getting stabbed, I assume, right in the kneecap. You, you, you tore something up. It's, it is in bad shape. It is heaving. It's barely, it's, it's hanging onto life by a thread. Liam? Can you bring it home? Um, I don't, I'm not sure if I want to bring that thing home. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. 20 does Ooh. hit. You hit it with your scimitar. Yes. And ha describe how you killed this thing. Ooh. So it's kind of like flopped over the boxes. Well, not I quite. Believe, After Jacoba stabbed it, it fell to one knee. Okay. Um, still being like six feet tall, I think Liam is going to kind of like hop off off one of the boxes and just like jump down, stabbing it in like the back of its neck. And then it falls limp. Yes. <sighs> well done. And that's the end of that combat. <sighs> this thing is dead. So after Liam does this very impressive finishing move. The thing falls down flat and starts to look like it's deflating, but it, as it goes, it, it actually just turns into like a pile of, of dirt and sand. So instead of deflating, it, it melts, decoagulates, however you want to phrase it. It falls apart. Okay. Chukov is going to poke at it with his rapier. Okay. Well, let's, 
It's just a, you know, discontinent pile of dirt now. Yep. Well, he's uh, making sure. Yes. Uh, is it actually dirt? Yes. That's okay. Dirt and clay. Okay. Is, um, the red, is the red mark still where it was, or was that part of the creature? Uh, it's still there. Oh, okay. As as um so um, the map doesn't show this very well because I can't edit that. But what was once like a pile, like a mountain of crates and barrels, uh, Liam had knocked some off the top, and then that thing stood. So now there's a ring of of crates and barrels, and in the middle of that ring is more red markings that uh, actually rings a bell for you guys. It looks very similar to what you found in the woods. Let's just do like uh, this kind of thing just for illustration. Excellent. Hmm. <laughs> there is another circle. Beautiful. <laughs> I just drew a spiral on the map for everyone at home. Hmm. Okay. Um, seeing all that, Erkin's going to start shifting some of these boxes off uh, the pile he's on. <laughs> all right. So you can quickly tell that there is not another circle underneath that pile. This creature was sit squatting on top of that circle and was nesting for some reason. Hamish is going to take his little notebook out and make an accurate drawing of it, or as accurate as he can. Okay, uh, let's make a roll for that. Roll a dex, skill dex check. <laughs> sure, why not? Roll for drawing. Roll for drawing. <laughs> 11. 11. You get the rough shape, right? The the symbols aren't, aren't the best, and the placement's not perfect. You get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, then he's going to take a sample of the dirt from the, that the creature took and turned into and put it in a little pouch for later examination. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, what, what else? Um, well, we still have to tidy up to get paid. That is true. And we need some evidence because Hamish uh, turns to the rest of the group and says, Well, I think we found our... Uh, a uh, graffiti monster. Yeah, I'm not sure this, what to call it. <laughs> this this wasn't this probably wasn't made by teenagers though. Jeremy's the letter said over it, it, scratching his chin, appearing deep. In oh, the Jeremy, do you recognize this circle at all? I, I mean, not specifically. It looks like the one I woke up next to. Is there anything else in the room? I'm gonna Liam's gonna move kind of back to the other wall here in the warehouse. Is there anything else over here? Uh, on the so other side of the warehouse? The further away you get from the circle, the tidier things get. Okay. So it seems that it's a pretty clear connection that that creature, whatever it was, was nesting and messing things up, and the quote unquote graffiti on the floor was the circle. Okay. Um Moving back, can Liam do an arcana on Absolutely, that circle? You can. Excellent, because I'm pretty sure, yep, that's plus one. 20. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, you know a thing or two. So, yes, you can tell that this one is very, very similar in structure to the magic circle. So, <laughs> a little bit of the magic theory behind it is that um, magic circles have like a, a skeleton, like a framework behind them. And the framework yep. itself is similar, is nearly identical between the two circles, but the uh -huh. purpose 
on this one seems different. Whereas the other one was like resurrection or raising the dead in some way, which clearly got screwed up. This one seems to be animating in some way, like possibly related to mm. Warforged or something to that effect. But uh, Umin Euro folks are really secretive about exactly what goes into creating Warforged, and especially since, you know, the whole incident where they kicked him out, <laughs> no one knows much about them. But um, you do recognize some of the individual symbols that could be going towards that goal, but clearly something went wrong. Um, nope, nope, never mind. I was going to ask you if there's anything writing on it, but um, it still doesn't decode secret messages such as an arcane sigil which you seem to be describing here. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you can tell basically what they are for, but uh, yeah. greater detail is difficult. Jacobus is going to squat down next to the circle and just lick his thumb and try to uh, swap it away. Uh, much like the symbol in the forest, uh, this appears to be burned into the wood, but is quite solid. So the circle in the woods appeared to be made of scorch marks in the grass, that would not go away. This one appears to be some sort of ink stained into the wood that will not go away. Oh. Um, can Liam tear up one of the floorboards? Um, uh, roll athletics? Uh, 18. Yeah, so you managed to peel up one of the floorboards at the end that has the symbol mm-hmm. in the middle of it. And as, yeah. as you're peeling up away, the board seems to get caught on the symbol and it refuses to move. And as you push and push, the, oh. the board will actually break in half near the symbol as if it was an extra nail that refuses to move. Oh, okay. That's, that's weird. Uh, that's weird, right? That is weird. You are not wrong about that. <laughs> Can Hamish attempt to burn away part of the symbol, not by setting it on fire, but by like making the wood smolder and, and just like... Um, char it a little bit. You have like a control flame spell, right? I do, yes. So, uh, yeah, I'll let you like control flames to do a sort of burning hands effect and try and rub away and you do char the wood a bit, but when you pull your hand away the symbol is completely unmarked and there's actually a bit of a centimeter all the way around the symbol that is completely uncharred. That is some well done graffiti. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you are correct Hamish that is some well done graffiti yeah and it doesn't appear that we can pry it up either because this isn't working now am I the only one who's suspicious about that pile over there too there might be another uh, there's, there's yeah. nothing in this pile nothing no well, it's still a mess, and we still have to clean up in here. That's part of the job. So, uh, and Hamish has got to grab something and start piling things over in a different area of the warehouse neatly. Yeah. Um, let's keep the strange arcane circle uncovered, but let's neatly stack up everything else. Not that we know where anything goes, and ha- no one ordered anything. We'll just stack it up so it looks nice. Well, the description did state, you know, just just tidy up. Not necessarily yeah. anything in particular. Uh-huh. All right. So uh, your plan is to take all of this stuff and 
tidy it up in other parts of the warehouse, leave the graffiti, quote-unquote, uncovered. Well, there's not much we can do about it. Yeah, not with the tools you have right now, unfortunately. Liam's idea would be to go talk to Umbrin, see if he has any ideas. Okay, so while everyone's cleaning up, he wants to go fetch Umbrin and... and uh, say, yes, or? sure. Okay. Yeah, we can do that at the same time. Um... I don't have an easy way to bring Umbrin in on the map, but that, the map doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much only exists in the kill, or in the office. But um, all right, yeah. So so you go fetch Umbrin and see what he has to say. Mm-hmm. So while everyone's tidying up, boxes are being moved around and stuck into neat stacks, it, just to, at the very least, not if not organized, it's neat and not in a huge pile. Umbrin will. Uh, walk over and investigate the circle. And he looks at it and he starts to scratch his chin a bit. And he he, uh, looks at Liam and says, So is this similar to the one you found in the woods? This is similar to the one we found out in the woods. Hmm. Um, Is there still a bunch of dirt on the floor of the warehouse? Yes. So adjacent to the pile, there's a huge pile of dirt right there because I assume you guys... I assume the sweeping is like the last part. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Uh, So Liam would explain the whole story behind the abomination thing, fight. um, And everything he picked up from the symbols. Yes. Um, He would also include that Jeremy uh, apparently woke up next to the symbol in the forest. Mm. And you said you tried to remove part of it and just refused to move and he looks at the, yeah I tried he looks at the floor with the broken floorboard <laughs> mm-hmm. well I've never heard of that part I've I've heard of some of this but normally well, at least from what I've read from magic circles when you you scuff them they stop working they're kind of precision things but this one's got this some is... protections on it this is odd I've Never heard of anyone who would be capable of something at this level other than, I don't know, someone at Umanuro, but this is... Oh, don't mention that place to me. Uh, Cox and I brought... Uh, okay. You're gonna would say something? someone in the temple know anything about this? Uh, uh Umbrin scratches his, his chin some more at that. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't had any, like, deep arcana-based discussions with them or anything, so I don't... I don't really know. I I mean, we, we could always ask. Um, uh, I'll be honest, my, my knowledge on this front is m- more than none, but I'm by no means an expert. But um, the, the thing that confuses me the most is that you said this was possibly related to the Warforged? Is like some, some similar type of magic going on? Uh, yeah. That- I don't know. It's just kind of a vibe I was getting out of it. Yeah, only, only people from Umanero ever did that. That's. There is one thing I do know about Warforged, though, is that, in order for them to work, they need, for better, for lack of better term, a soul. They need a soul to work. So, this thing didn't just, isn't just a pile of dirt that got up. Something, had to be put into it. That's. Kind of dark. Not gonna lie. Did it? Was it? Does it say anything? Did it talk? Uh, it it made noises. It didn't talk or make any sort of comprehensible language that I could tell. So it 
It didn't. It screeched. It, so, so it wasn't like Jeremy. No. And, and Jeremy looks a little proud of this. No one's like Jeremy. <laughs> Nobody's like Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Uh, fitting with me. And, and Umbrin just scratches his head at all of this and says, "There is someone or something is moving in town, and this is." This is no small thing. When you were describing Jeremy, he's he's harmless enough. I assumed that there was like I don't know, it was a mistake or some magical anomaly or something. But this this is more. Two of these things within you know a day's walk of town. This is. Uh, was, was there anything like this around your last job? You mentioned something about a talking rat. There was the Rat King who was a talking rat. No. We didn't. We didn't even look for a circle, though. Mm, maybe you should. And then there was also. I. There was also. Spot seems a little different, though. Mm. Not that we've ever seen one be like the spots. The only time that like we got there before, um, not so friendly creature arrived. Yeah, there was no circle there. There was well, there was graffiti there, but it looked different. I think. Yeah. And then there was but the that, floating light. Yeah, the floating light came from elsewhere. It came from over the fence. So maybe if we we might find a circle over the fence. Uh, well, we didn't look over the fence, did we? <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't even look for a circle over there because we just one. Now we've got two. Like, Whoa. it's worth looking to see if we can find a third. Well, wait, wait. Which direction did the light come from? There we were in. Okay, we were in the graveyard. The church was to the left of me, and me the there were these fair, two... This is <laughs> Liam pulling from memory. This is in character. Okay. So the church was to the left of me. There was Zarkovius, another Zarkovius. There were, like, the two statues of people, and it came from the right of the two statues in. Went into something, came out, went into Spot, Spot came out. Don't forget the bushes. Shrubs, whatever they were. Yeah. Yes. And the bushes came alive. Hmm. So Do you that... think it came from the forest circle? Yeah, if, if it came from the north, that's, that's something to consider. You said the natures of the circles were different? Yes. Though that's quite the distance to travel if it's traveling. Uh, Umbred looks at the circle and says, uh, I'll be honest, for something this intense, I'm not sure distance matters all that much. Yeah. If the Should other one's we? anything like this, this is this is a whole other level. This is nothing. As far as I know, no human could do this. No mortal could could work. Whatever this is going on. Although we don't really know the true origin of the scrolls of resurrection. Legends say they came from the gods, but I'm not so sure about that. So it's possible. Maybe there's a new super genius magic something going around. Um. I don't know. I'm not much of a researcher, but this seems like it could do with some research uh, or talking to somebody. I, I agree. I'll I'll see about asking around to see if anyone knows anything, although I'm not holding my breath. We, but we do need to figure this out. This is clearly causing issues. You, you dealt with Spot. You found Jeremy. Now this thing tried to kill you, and he looks at yeah. Liam, and it looks like it got pretty close because Liam's a little bit bloody from, <laughs> from the fight. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I'm I'm not that bad. 
I mean, it wiped out half your hit points in one hit, so... <laughs> I know, that's that's Liam underplaying how much damage he's taken. <laughs> um, I think... On. I think... I think we need to check out the other locations. The Rat King and Spot. See if we can find another circle. <laughs> yeah, I'll... I'll talk to Mr. Melville about the job. You guys are tidying up around here, which is good. Be sure to sweep up that dirt. Um, I'll inform him that the quote-unquote graffiti can't be taken care of, but it won't impact the warehouse's operations. But um, generally speaking, people should be careful around here. And if anything odd happens, inform us immediately. Yes. All right. That would be, yes. You guys You guys finish tidying up all these boxes. I'm I'm going to go speak to Mr. Melville. You, you guys will all get your, your payment. I'm sure he'll be amiable, and uh, I'll I'll ask around town. And yeah, you guys, next chance you get, investigate where the Rat King was. See if there's another circle. Maybe we can connect some dots. I don't know what's happening. More dots. And he sh- he takes a deep breath and he shakes his head and he walks out, clearly troubled by all all these happenings. So. Unless there's mm-hmm. anything else in particular you guys want to do, I think that's a good place to call the session. You guys finish cleaning up the the warehouse. It'll take some time. And you guys sweep up the the remains of this thing. Hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Thing. Which, speaking of, does anyone recognize the art for this thing? Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> I recognize the art style. That is a Fleshbag Marauder. Okay. From Magic. Of course it is. I was thinking that because of the art style. Yeah. Yeah, in my mind, when I imagined this creature, the the art for this version of the Fleshbag came to mind. It's like, ah, that's misshapen and horrible. That should be great. (laughs) (laughs) Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to dnrfancast at gmail.com. That's the letters dnrfancast at gmail.com. And also, be sure to check out our website, dnrfancast.com.